From MZ Studios in Dallas, Texas, you're listening to the Tennis Revolution Podcast. We are back, and guess what? It's really over this time. <laughs> Tennis is over. I hope so. Forever. Yeah, not for this year. Just total. forever. Forever. But when Federer loses, it feels like the world has ended. Well, I don't know that um, my prediction should count <laughs> because Tennis Revolution podcast. By the way. Oh yeah, welcome to the Revolution, Corey. How's it going, buddy? Great. All right, All I right. was right, so I'm happy. <sighs> Our two predicted finalists. But listen, is Federer really fired up and motivated if his nemesis is not in? So I think I think he tanked <laughs> it. I don't think he cared. Well, and my prediction was sort of met where I said that Federer would win. I did say Federer would win if Nadal didn't play. Well, Nadal played, kind of. So had yeah. I known Nadal was going to withdraw, I would have picked Federer too, and I would have been wrong. Yeah. No, well, I mean, you know, listen. I don't know... Um, what happened to Fetter? I really don't. <laughs> I, I don't. I can't explain it. But um, but it was it was uh, immediately it the the level of drama and entertainment value fell off a cliff as soon as <laughs> he lost and, and Nadal's already out. I wonder what the ticket prices did in that final. I'm sure they went down quite a bit after he he got out. There was I saw uh, uh, t- on Twitter. I saw something. There was a guy that had a sign that said, "I sold my car to see Federer," <laughs> <laughs> and he's not in it. <laughs> well, and you know, we talked about earlier this year that Federer's sole goal at this point in his career is to win Grand Slams. Well, this term is not a Grand Slam, so the motivation isn't there, at and, least to the level that it is in the Grand Slams. Yeah, and he's won multiple of them already right. of these finals tournaments already. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Because where do you factor this in to his overall whatever? I don't. I don't either. I mean, not really. Well, all right. To be fair and consistent, maybe maybe I should count tournaments like this. Because when I start, you know, an argument about greatest player ever, and I throw out Martina right. Navratilova, it's because she has so many titles. Yeah. I mean, an unassailable number number of titles when you factor in mixed and right. women's doubles and singles. And so... Well, it, and in some ways, this tournament is the truest test that you're always playing against the other best seven players. Ugh, really? <laughs> well, is that what theoretically, we <laughs> uh, definitely not this year. But, I mean, you would think that... But I think it's like, like Davis Cup. If you win it once, then you've done... Like, Nadal has won zero, so I think that's a big indictment on him. Right. Uh, but I mean, once he's won it, like you said, he's won it a couple times. I don't think anybody's going to look at his record for the event and say, "Oh, well, he's clearly not the best ever." He never won this. He only won this three times. Well, he can't be the best ever because <laughs> I don't think Federer's the best ever. Because so. he lost to Goffin. <laughs> oh man, now, did you get how much of the tournament, including dubs, did you watch? You know, I, I like what I probably watched more of the doubles and the singles, honestly, because I feel like that I get to see more less often so i'm more interested in that because it's new matchups they do have every match right somewhere tape delayed or what have you i mean it it was bouncing back and forth between espn2 and then which that annoys me too but i know but at least it's there right at least it's there i mean the I mean, women that's better for the casual fan because more people are going to see it when it's on espn but i'm like it would be nice if i know when it knew when it was on or where it was on right 
Yeah. Well, it would be on. Well, it, 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 here's what made it worse. It would be on live on ESPN. Then you already know what happened in that singles because you watched right. it. Well, you also knew what happened in doubles, but then they kick over to the tennis <laughs> channel. Right. And it's the first doubles match that had already happened. Right. And you're like, well, shit. Yeah. It, they, yeah. They, they don't they, do a good job of disguising the matches that have already played and vice versa. Right. And then and ESPN doesn't want to show the doubles, so they don't care if they give it away because this doesn't affect their broadcast at all. But they're animals. <laughs> but I do like, you know, I did watch some of it, but I just, uh, I think this tournament often loses its luster in the third, the, the fifth and sixth day because a lot of times you know most of the people. This time it was interesting because you had Sock, you know, was trying to get in the final, and, and Dimitrov had to, Dimitrov and Goffin, or Goffin, and uh, had to earn his spot in the title the last day, but. After two matches, you knew Federer was in. Right. And you knew Dimitrov was in. So it kind of, there wasn't that drama that there sometimes can be. Right. So let me just say that on the one hand, oh, what a shitty overall field. Yeah. But on the other hand, you get to see an interesting dynamic between some players who, like you said, were fighting on the last match of the round robin stage. Winners in, losers out. I don't care... If you're playing, um, you know, pickup sticks. I don't even know <laughs> that reference is so old. Um, that, I think that game came out the same time that chasing a, a, a wheel down the down the street with a yeah, stick or whatever. Yeah, okay, Candy so, Crush or uh, yeah, something. something. So even if it's Candy Crush, right. if it's if it's competitive and something you know big is on the line, then it's just compelling. Right. And so. I wasn't fired up for these matches in the context of the best eight. Right. But I was fired up because the winner's going home. Yeah. And you want to see how, hey, let's, a young American. I mean, let's face it. I was intrigued by Jay Sock in the house. Right. Well, and, and he earned his way in there. I mean, even the match he lost, which is funny because last, last uh, episode, I think we said, well, we know Sock is eliminated after the first round. Ouch. And then he came back. But, I mean, that even in that match against Federer, he played well and it was close. So he had three good matches to get to the semis. We really don't know what the hell we're talking about, <laughs> do we? Good God almighty. I know. We have advanced information and we still can't get the prediction right. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, it was exciting to have an American in there. I wish he would have made the finals. but um, Now, here's the thing. There were a lot of three setters in the round robin. Yeah. Um, and there it actually matters that you go to three sets. Yeah. Or, or it can, at least. Right. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I go back and forth. I want to. I want to give it the tournament the credit it it's due. But still, a lot of the tennis, it was competitive. But that's because both players were bad. Right. It was. It was bad tennis on both sides. It, I mean, it did it, not look like the top eight players in the world playing each other. Well, again, it wasn't. Right. It wasn't. <laughs> um. You know, obviously with Djokovic and, and Murray on the shelf since, you know, and Warenka, 1978, I, mean, <laughs> I don't think I've seen them play. Since. Half of the top eight were not there, uh, at least. Yeah. Um, and then one more bailed. Right. You know, in the middle of it. So, yeah, and I, don't, I, I, I appreciate what they're trying to do when somebody bails out by putting somebody else in there. But it's like, I don't I didn't really think that was the fairest method of doing it. But I guess they don't have a choice because they want to get a match in there. Yeah, you. I mean, people paid for matches, right. and so they're there. So you, you know, they want to see what's what. But yeah, you, what what can you do? What can you do? I mean, you really need, you just need to 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 really push these players to make a quality decision. Hey, don't start this thing if you right. don't think you're. And Nadal, had he won that match against Goffin, would he still have played? That's 
what I wonder about. Yeah, that's a good question. He played a long match and lost, and then you know, if he wins six two six two, I don't. I'm sure he plays the next round. And maybe that's why he didn't win six two six two is because he was injured worse than we thought. Um, that is one thing I did say last yeah. week. Talked about <laughs> you know, him not possibly doing well because of his. Well, it's funny. This is like the third year in a row I, for this tournament where you know people haven't been able to make it to the end of it without getting hurt. I mean, Federer withdrew in the final. I think it was two years ago. It was either last year or two years ago, and Djokovic and Murray played an exhibition on the Sunday, which meant nothing. But so people can't even make it through this this tournament without getting hurt. So yeah, I don't it, know what the solution is for that. But it's so depressing because if they would just listen to us, listen <laughs> to how we want to put the season together. Yeah. Um, and it could culminate in this type of event because right. again, just like I talked about with the women, the purpose of this event sort should or a need it fulfills is you have an individual sport and you may be top eight in the world, but you haven't played many of your you know fellow top eight right. players to get to that point because the way the points work work and everything. You don't always play the tournament. You know, you're not even playing some tournaments they're playing in. Right. Uh, so this gives us a chance after everything's settled. Now you take those eight people that haven't played each other a lot, put them and force them to play each other. Now you get to see, um, which is why I'm intrigued by your idea of, you know, if you win it, you should be number one. Right. But it depends, I guess, on how far <laughs> away you are. Yeah. From the, you know, if the eighth so player. So would be our number one player in the world right now. For 2017, which, you know... What the hell's the difference? So there's a problem with that. What the hell's the difference? <laughs> I did hear, for the first time ever, somebody said my other idea, which is, don't make this on hard court every year. You know, have it, right. ro- have it rotate, hard clay, or whatever. I mean, I don't think it's fair that it should always be on hard court when the season isn't all on hard court. Right. Yeah, I mean, I what if they did it on... A U.S. Open surface and Australia, you know, every yeah, you know, every so, four years you just so every year on, you rotate. It'd be on hard courts twice in a four-year period, right? Um, and then it'd be on. I mean, nobody, everybody quit because it's grass. <laughs> nobody play on grass, right? Do they have indoor grass anywhere? Yeah, that'd be that'd be a first. Wimbledon. Yeah, they could do it on that. Right. Cra- yeah, they could, do it on that cr- they could do it on that crazy uh, half grass, half clay court oh that Federer and all played on. Yeah. The other worst idea in the history of tennis. God, <laughs> God Almighty, that was awful. Um, and it's really not fair. Because well, I was trying to think of how that worked. Looking back, I was trying to think about how that worked because I'm thinking the the beauty of your game, if you're a grass court player, is how your ball bounces on the grass. Right. So if you're hitting into clay, that's it's not, not favoring your game. Right. It. It. Yeah. It. Why well, I didn't fair. think about that at the time. I was like this later on. I thought about it. I was like, that didn't make sense. Yeah, it's the opposite because right. the dog gets the benefit of the high bounce on right. clay, but then his shot skids <laughs> on Federer. Yeah. So. You're, you're, yeah, that was stupid. Yeah, that didn't make any and sense. You're, and you're approaching on clay, right. even though you're standing on grass. <laughs> so stupid. It, I mean, that could have been a catastrophic injury in that in that match. They were lucky that it nothing happened. Of all the goofy shit that tennis does, that was one of the goofiest. Yeah, that was one of the goofiest. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, so you know, listen again. So, did you see much of the finals? You saw some of it, yeah, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. I wasn't you know, overly impressed. I mean, what are you going to do? I mean, it's Sunday. You're getting ready. I'm trying to watch pregame and, you know. Well, um, I knew when, when Goffin had that big of a win and that tough of a match. I was impressed he went to three sets of the finals. I figured he would just kind of tank like he did earlier in the week. Um, and, and he, you know, he made it a good match or made it a competitive match. Well, it was a competitive match, but it wasn't a good match. Right. Um, both of them basically played tight on their serve games in that first set and they played loose on their return games. 
Uh, it looked like a women's match, to be honest with you. You know, where so, uh-oh, I watch mean, it. <laughs> Dimitrov was serving 70 to 80 mile an hour second serves. Yeah. And I'm like, are you shitting me? He's, you and know, that's probably got fans normal second serve. <laughs> um, right. But I mean, they're just, you know, when you picture watching a men's match. Yeah. And the serve is supposed to be an advantage. Well, when you're when the player's serving, even even so, if I if I'm serving to you. And you hit a neutralizing return, so now we're kind of on even ground. Right. Even watching these guys on TV, the, the server is still more aggressive. Right. The server's still playing, you know, confidently, and the returner is a little more defensive, trying to it was the opposite. <laughs> well, and even the guys on the tour that have weak serves still hold most of their service games right. for that reason. So yeah, you would think that would be that would still be the case, regardless of your service level. No, it was the opposite early on, and it, it it was definitely, uh, you know, I would characterize uh, the match as being lost by Goffin, not won by Dimitrov. Well, I was going to ask you, which is a higher pressure scenario, this or a Grand Slam semifinal? Because Grand Slam final is obviously bigger than this. But Grand Slam semi, I was wondering, because Goffin has not made a Grand Slam semi, so, th- so this is probably his biggest match ever. Right. I think Dimitrov's made one, maybe two. So he's a little more used to that stage. Well, you know, I would I would think uh, semi for sure. Yeah. So that's I was wondering if nerves played anything into it or if it was just you know. One well, part of it is everyone else is out, and they, yeah. I'm sure they were looking around like, oh, it's us. <laughs> are you yeah. ser- are you serious? Of this huge tournament. Yeah. Where where's where's the rest of the greatest players ever? Yeah. I mean, and well, and throughout the history of this tournament, it's rarely been the two best players at the end of it. That's why it was such a big deal, you know, it was Federer Djokovic and then when Federer withdrew, you know, because it just hasn't happened that often where the top two players end up playing in the final. Right. It, despite all their efforts of round robin and everything to make it happen that way, it still hasn't happened that often. Right. Well, I'm, first of all, I think you have to have the round robin because otherwise it gets away from the whole idea I've been talking about, which is they play each other. Right. So I, I think I don't like round robin, but I think in this scenario, you have to have it. Yeah, you have to have it. And then, you know, obviously, um, just the top two, you know. Um, but, uh, yeah, I would say definitely because and I think everybody, all players hold the Grand Slams in higher esteem than this for yeah. sure. So, um, well, and I, they used to do the finals of this three out of five sets also, which they gave up that. Thankfully. <laughs> so that we could have watched two more sets of that today. Yeah, well... Again, uh, you know, there were there were times when when they were coming up with good shots. There were times where they were, you know, playing well. Looked like they were, you know, trying to do what they're supposed to be doing. Uh, Goffin, every time he came to the net, he was tough to deal with. Um, you know, when he hit the right approach, obviously. Right. Um, uh, there was there was some a decent amount of net play relative to what we normally see. Right. But um, but yeah, it was just so hit or miss. It was just. It just it it left me a little less than satisfied, I guess, for uh, the you know the the would be match for number one if we right. followed our rules, but uh, <laughs> but the finals of the year end champ, you know, so right. I don't well, know. Well, and I will toot my own horn that I do have golf fan on my vaunted uh, tennis fantasy team, so he hasn't done anything all year. But uh, we looked, I looked up his Grand Slam results for the last two and a half years. He's made the third round or better in every Grand Slam except for the one he was injured at. So, I mean, he's had consistent results for the last two years now, but he's never had, you know, a breakout. So he's kind of like that Ferrer type where he's going to beat, you know, the three, four players he should beat. Right. And then he's going to get up against somebody that he shouldn't 
which this time he beat Federer, but right, but that really is his biggest win, obviously. So, him getting to the finals was good for you, or did he have to win it? It didn't get me anything. He had to win it to win me something, Ah, but at least he proved why I uh, drafted him finally. Millions? What? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was going to quit the podcast. Oh, no, sir. You were not. (laughs) No, I've got to come back and brag about it if he won. So, of course not. But the question I have for you is, so there were three breakout stars from this tournament. Obviously, Dimitrov. Were there? Well, that's what we, that's what I'm going to ask you. Goffin (laughs) and then Sock. So will any of those three turn that into something next year? Now, it's easy. It's very, very easy to look at it and say... Just like like we talk about the women, how they'll win a Grand Slam and then disappear for a right. year or, ten, or two. Um, I We both picked Jack Sock to not go anywhere <laughs> in this tournament. Right. And so if this is an indication, I mean, again, we're missing, obviously, players, but this is any indication um, on what his future holds. I mean, hopefully he garnered some you know, uh, some emotional right. benefits, confidence, and, oh, I belong in this group and, um, you know, all that kind of stuff. But I don't know. I mean, I, it's hard to look at his abilities at this point and what he's done so far and trust it. Well, and I'm really excited about the Australian because I think there's about 15 players who are in the running based on how they finish this year, the injured players coming back, and then obviously Federer at all. I think you've got so many players... I have Sock. I predicted Sock to be a top five player at some point in his career. Now, I didn't believe that prediction the last year or so, <laughs> but now maybe he can. What I do like about his game, as opposed to all the American players, is that he's good on clay and hard court. Which, well, listen, if, which you have to be. If he times it right, stays healthy, <laughs> and just waits in the wings, right. and all the, the, the top tier. All retire. I mean, Del Potro. Well, that's what I was thinking. It has to happen soon. knows how long Del Potro can play? He right. just He can't keep breaking himself, which is unfortunate. It really depresses me because I'm, I'm a fan. Because he should be a top five player. Oh, yeah. Um, Federer, obviously, literally, he could retire tomorrow. It wouldn't surprise right. me. And Nadal, too. They could both retire tomorrow, and it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. Djokovic could retire. Right. Because he's always talking about, ah, I've got so much more yeah. in- interest, you know, more interest than tennis. Um. And, you know, Murray, I don't know. He just fired Lendl again. Um, <laughs> well, well, and they're all over 30. So, I mean, how they should theoretically be near the end of their careers. Right. And who knows? So, when you say, you know, what can some of these players do? I think the downside is, is they still have players that they would never, ever move ahead of. Right. Even if, if Nadal decides to play until he's 45. <laughs> Jack Sock and Goffin, these guys are not going to be ahead of <laughs> Right. Them. They're right. just not. Yeah. Um, now. Well, because Federer is 36 and they're not beating him. <laughs> right. So, I mean, why at 40 could he not beat these guys? But like you said, if you take out the top, those five guys we listed, that puts Sock in the top five, top four. You basically got Sock, Team, Zverev, and, you know, Goffin, Dimitrov. That's, those are the guys. And he's, I'm sure he's proven he can beat all, beat all those guys. Are you not? seeing what I've been talking about since this podcast started. <laughs> Golly, just imagine. Now we're going to wrap up the year. Imagine what it's going to look like when those four players uh, are gone. Ugh, five, if you count Del Potro, who could be a top five perennial. So my friend has a name for every all the players between age 22 and 28. 
So we always talk about next gen. He says that's the lost gen. <laughs> he said, where are the players in that age group that were already good? It's pitiful. Because none of them have won anything. Right, but watch what happens. Let's say just snap of a finger, better the top four, yeah. the big four, <laughs> and then a various couple, you know, a couple others like Del Potro right. retire. Yeah. So you mean to tell me is ver- is if uh, Sasha <laughs> Alexander Zverev or Sasha wins seven Grand Slams in the absence of all those people? Right. Oh, now he's on the same level as Agassi. <laughs> you got to be shitting me. Oh yeah, there's gonna be nothing. Uh, well, and that's again, there'll be nobody in that last the last ten years. Basically, no pro that started in the last ten years until the last couple with Zverev yeah. did anything. I. Uh, all right, so Federer is 36. Mm-hmm. Is that what you said? Yeah, I think he just turned 36 in August. Oh, look at that. Did you get him something? Same, well, one day after me is his birthday. Is it really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Y'all's career's... Uh, <laughs> um, so, <laughs> he's arguably the greatest ever in your own goddamn podcast. Yes, exactly. Well done. Yeah, look at I'm pretty sure you I was just born one day later. I'm pretty sure you're the one. Uh, yeah, so... Um, no, I lost my train of thought. Damn it. <laughs> you were going to say he's 36. Something about how much longer he's going to play or how how much he's won. No, I don't know. <laughs> it's it's the holiday season. I'm out of it. Yeah. I. All right. So somebody like Kyrgios. He's yeah, he's, super in, he's talented. in the running. He's super talented. Zverev is super talented. You still got team, you know. Grigor is like the elder statesman of that next group. Right. Like, he's kind of the bridge between the two. He was the one that was supposed to do all that stuff. Well, yeah, baby fed, right? And, uh, and um, the other guy I'm thinking of, all of a sudden I just forgot. Oh, Raonic is another one that's supposed to be doing a lot, and he hasn't done much. So, that yeah, what we talked about is with all these guys out, where are the guys that are stepping up, and no one has consistently been able to step <laughs> well, up. Well, two of them are still there. Right. So, I mean, it's not, it's not the, you know, it hasn't been you know, wide open. I, that's why I don't think Murray will retire until Nadal and Federer get the hell out of his way. Yeah, because I mean, he could win five more. He if they should retire. just not even play this year <laughs> at all. Just let them wear each other yeah, out. Let and, them wear each other out and then slide in and uh, and do what he's got to do. Well, that's uh, basically what Federer and Nadal did. They waited till Djokovic and Murray were hurt and then they <laughs> came on and dominated. Good point. Good point. Because those when those four are battling each other every tournament, they're, I mean, grinding out. Right. I mean, Nadal and Djokovic had that five-hour, 55-minute match or whatever. I mean, they're they're injuring each other with these matches, so it's better for them not to play each other. They can just pile up grand slams. Right. Well, I, it just it, it should give you a little bit of insight into how right I am. If you talk about just four players disappearing... <laughs> In the whole game collapses. The disaster of what men's tennis looks like without those four players. Right. Because what's happened with the player on the women's side? You know, she's been out, and it's been fine. Yeah. It's been fine. Well, it's been a little chaotic in terms of who's going to win. There's been no consistency with the winners, but there even isn't when she's there, too. Well, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but I was going to say, is that because those four guys are so much better than everybody else, or... Because none of them are any good. Somewhere in between. <laughs> yeah. Somewhere in between. I don't. I don't think it's. I don't think you're talking about you know um, the Jim Brown era where he, yeah. he was so much better than everybody that he's arguably the greatest football player ever. I don't think that's the case. But I don't think these guys suck. I don't <laughs> think they're awful. Well, I think what you're saying is, and I probably agree with this, is four years from now, if you drop those four guys into a Grand Slam draw, they're still going to make the quarters. <laughs> 
because they're so much better than everybody else that's below them. Pete, start getting in shape, brother. <laughs> Pistol Pete's coming that's back. Right. <laughs> um, it really makes you wonder why Roddick, you know, retired so early because, but he just couldn't beat Federer, and I guess he felt like if he couldn't beat Federer, why bother? Yeah, yeah. I mean, so I don't know. Well, the end of the season is upon us. It is. But the end of this podcast is not. <laughs> We've got a little bit more to go, and we're going to go there when we come back. It's time to join the revolution. Go to our website, tennisrevolutionpodcast.com, to get the latest episodes, email us your questions and comments, or give us show ideas. All right, we're back. We're back. Now, it's important that we're back for this half because uh, <laughs> to let everybody know, this is the last podcast of the season. Not forever. Calm down. <laughs> Put your tissues away, Corey. Um, I was starting to jump up and down. Oh, yeah. Yeah, The uh, since there's no more tennis, we're going to go on a little break for the holidays. I know you're out of town a bit. I'm out of town a bit. And, you know, I mean, come on. People are going to see their families. They don't want to hear from us. Well, sorry to let all my female fans know I'm getting married, too, so I'll Uh-oh. be Uh-oh. Yeah. Uh, so, um, <laughs> and your male fans. I mean, you never know. Oh, yeah, exactly. Sorry. Yeah, come on. It's 2017, Corey. <laughs> um, yeah, so we're going to take a break until basically the Australia. Not, we're not coming back for the Hopman Cup. All right, I'm sorry. <laughs> we're not going to do a Hopman what Cup What are the Hopman fans going to do? Preview. Uh, I can't think of a more enjoyable event, though. That isn't always an interesting event. You know, I mean, it's it's co-ed. Yeah, it's in Australia. Well, I know how much you love mixed doubles? Oh yeah, when it when when everyone agrees, it doesn't mean anything, right. and you don't have to have that false. And when pretense. they actually play, well, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, so and it's country versus country. Dun 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 dun. Right. Uh, so that's always fun. Um, and you know, you're coming out of the winter doldrums, and you go down under. <laughs> yes, it's your favorite. The colder it is here, the more we enjoy watching that tournament. Yeah, so, um, although in Texas, you know, a lot of times it's not <laughs> It's hotter horrific. here than there. <laughs> well, no, no. It's, <laughs> not, it's, not that it's, bad. No. Um, yeah, so we won't come back for the Hotman Cup, but we'll come back, you know, Adelaide yeah. or so, somewhere along the lines. We haven't, it's not like we're organized and we've looked at the calendar beyond, like, no, tomorrow. No, um, But, yeah, so listen to this every week as if it's a new episode. Just go ahead and click it and play. I don't know if that helps us if you listen to it more than once, but. Well, you, you can try it. Yeah. Who knows? No, because they listen to it more than once, so they'll realize we're idiots. <laughs> just by listening to it just once per right. week, they, they haven't caught on yet. Okay. Um, yeah, so we'll, we'll come back for the, uh, for the beginning of the Australian Open series, for yeah. lack of a better term. It should be the series, but nobody listens to me. Um, what are you looking forward to in 2018 besides... <laughs> All the players that are out being back because uh, Serena, the big four, right. well, two of the big four, uh, and maybe Delpo. Who knows? He'll probably be on a stretcher. Um, what are you looking forward to? Well, I think it's almost hard to predict. 2017 was so unpredictable, and nobody would have said that Federer and all were going to win two slams each. So obviously, I'm going to say that's not going to happen again. Uh, I think Serena's going to pull out one somehow. Just one? At least one. At least one. Um, at least what they here's what's interesting no one knew at the time right but she was with child yeah 
a year ago. Oh, well, not a year ago, but a year ago from when we come back right. for the Australian Open, she was with child and, uh, and winning a Grand Slam. So, um, but you know, kind of what we talked about is really what I'm looking forward to in terms of how are these the players that had a good 2017, how are they going to do in 2018? Because there's a lot of players that they have to have confidence. Even though they didn't beat those big guys, they have to have confidence from the wins they had. Well, think about what happened last year. Federer took off right. for a while. Um, he's grinding now. You know, he's been grinding. Well, and do you think, so people are acting like that was, a, that was the reason, and it was part of the reason he had so much success, but I think just because he did it, doesn't mean it's going to work for Warinka, Djokovic, Murray. Oh, sure. Yeah, I think they people are acting like they're just going to come back well, and do the same thing. They're not his age either, right. so they had different needs. And But it's um, just part of it is a style of play. I feel like he changed his whole game to play shorter points, more aggressive. Djokovic can't do that. No. You know, Murray can't do that. Right. So they don't have the style. Like, they can only win by grinding. So I don't know that they're going to just come out and dominate like they did before. Right. But I want that's what I'm excited. I am excited to see that. Well, I'm excited to see all the players that are that were gone come back. Right. And I'm also interested to see if Nadal and Federer can, you know, strap up the old chin strap and right. go right back at it. Yeah. You know, right back at it because after a full year of playing so many tournaments. Well, Nadal especially. Well, yeah, Nadal especially. Um, because Federer did manage his schedule pretty well. Right. Right. Um. But I'm interested to see if they are going to get right back after it and how much they can be motivated because it's such a because now they're going to have to face all the people that weren't in their way right because of hell they were out for so long now all those people are back and so they're going to walk into the Australian I don't know if they're the favorite right it's hard to say because those guys haven't played yeah at all and who knows you know what they're going to look like rust wise or if, if there's going to be any nagging injuries I mean. Was it a month ago that Murray hit a competitive ball for the first time right. against a man in a kilt? <laughs> uh, so Federer, to me, has to be the clear favorite, and he will be the clear favorite for the Australian. But outside of that, the rest is an unknown. Even Nadal will be an unknown at that point. It's all yeah, they're all unknown. It's it's weird. Um, and that's yeah, you don't get that going into Jack Sock normally. Twenty eighteen, baby, <laughs> this right. is this year. Well, and will you know Query continue his you know rise and some of these other American guys? I don't know. Right. American women too. We had you know the last Grand Slam was two women and the four women in the semis. And Davis uh, Fed Cup. Yeah, Fed Cup. They had some success in Fed Cup, not against the level of competition of Serena and Sharapova. Um, and speaking of Sharapova and Serena on the women's side, I mean, obviously Serena coming back. Who knows what sort of feelings have been bubbling up listening to all this bullshit <laughs> while she's busy you know right. starting a family and she just got married speaking she of weddings got married and uh so you know what's she gonna come back like just pissed off i maybe well and i think she, i think she's gonna have another baby maybe it's not this year but i think she'll play why don't you get out of her damn business <laughs> and just talk about the tennis? well i just mean i don't think she's gonna be this people like Oprah. she's gonna dominate the tour for the next five years i'm like she's probably gonna have another baby most people don't have just one baby um especially celebrities so she she can play one more year and then she might be done i think she's gonna be real motivated for one more grand slam and after that then i don't think she cares as much anymore she's not trying to win 30 i mean she could win 30 but i don't think she is trying to win 30 you don't think so no i think if she beats you know mark course 24 i think she's good to go backing it in i don't know it's crazy yeah i mean you know, that's the other thing is how is motherhood gonna affect her Right. I mean, that's a big deal. Yeah. I and mean, there's a reason that's only two or three women have ever won one after that. 
both physically and emotionally. Yeah, I mean, and I you, think they've only won one. Prior, yeah, priorities change. Uh, Kim Kleisters. Right. I think she won. She might have won two. I don't know. Uh, but I know she, yeah, she was one of the ones that won one after. Right. Uh, it, it will be interesting to see how, you know, fiery she is, you know, motivated she is coming back uh, because it's just been, you know, just a bunch of chirping right. outside of her. She's been over there just getting married and raising a baby. <laughs> And everybody's been chirping, and uh, it'll be interesting to see if she comes back motivated. And furthermore, if she comes back in top form, that's really, I mean, it's not a given Right, she's going to come back in top form. I mean, you see pictures, and oh, everybody's commenting on Instagram pictures. He looks so great and all that. <laughs> well, yeah, sure. You know, that's you, not different. That's not the same as hitting a ball. It's not the same as, as training physically full on and then competing at the highest level. So obviously she can, and she has. Well, I mean, look how long it took your girl to get back to the level, and she's still not back to the level. Uh, Sharapova. Yeah. Better <laughs> speak her name. And, and Azarenka, same thing. I mean, it you don't just come back that week and dominate. It takes six months to a year a lot of times. Well, it'll be interesting. I mean, she's so far and above everybody else that she's got a little more margin right. than some of the others. Um, well, yeah, her 50% is still better than <laughs> probably everybody on the tour except the top 10. You right. Know. Well, but Sharapova be back, being back is big too because I think getting her back in the top ten that makes you know more interesting tournaments and, and some more depth to it and all these little kids like Hala, but yeah. you know what I mean and the Plushkovas uh, of the world. It's you know I'm telling you, man. Uh, if Sharapova's a hundred percent and she starts her season out as she has her entire career instead of this kind of fits right. and starts she had after the, the suspension. Um, uh, it, she could be that could be the biggest story is the battle between her and whoever whether right. it's Serena or all these people that are sort of you know trying to claim number one now that Serena yeah. you know Serena's been out and they you know they're kind of well should we go on record for 2018 our predictions or is it too early oh it all is, right it is mid-November <laughs> it is too early but there's really nothing left right so, so this year's over all right so here's what we got to figure out because I don't think we can start picking uh, well, Serena's forehand's really going to look, uh, you know, uh, that'd be absurd. Right. But we can pick some big topics. Yeah. So, is Serena going to end up number one in the world by the end of next year? I'm going to say no. And the caveat is she doesn't get pregnant again, <laughs> and she's not injured. Right. Well, I'm going to say no regardless. Okay. Just because I think it's going to take her longer to get back. And she's missed a lot of tournaments, so she's got to build that ranking back up. And I think there are other players that just play a lot more tournaments. So, okay. you know, she doesn't isn't going to play enough tournaments, I think, to get there. And it's going to take her a while to be successful. In and do them. you think she cares about that as much as trying to win the slams? No, I think she's in Federer's boat. Like, Federer could have been number one easily this year. He just didn't play right, the tournaments that he needed to. skipped an entire clay court season. Yeah. Right, 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 right. All right, so, so I don't know who it's going to be if you're going to ask me that. Then. Right. Well, that was the thing is that it's it's kind of that, you know, Serena or the field kind right. of thing because who is it going to be? Because basically the number one ranking was like a hot rock this year. Nobody oh, wanted yeah. to hold on to it. And, you know, she comes back and sort of stabilizes the whole scene. You right. know, and it's like, so I'm going to go on record as saying she will okay. be number one. And the re- she might not play every single tournament. Right. But it's going to be so wide open every single tournament. It's going to be so much inconsistency on who wins that nobody's going to really. Is she winning more than one slam? Not Australia. Okay. I, yeah, I don't think she will win Australia. Not either. Australia. 
Mm-mm. And no. the French is her toughest. I think she's going to win one. Either Wimbledon or the U.S. Open. I th- yeah. I would assume, yeah. Yeah. And Which maybe, I, I would understand that because it takes her, like I said, six months to get back. Right. And then she wins one of those two. Right. And listen, if she doesn't do well at the French or doesn't do well in the clay court season, then that could really bode well for her at Wimbledon. You know, right. not, you know give, hey, chill, chill. Stop playing matches. Just relax. <laughs> Wimbledon's coming. All right, cool. Um, so I predict she will be number one and she'll win at least one Grand Slam. Do you see any player on the women's tour having consistent success in 2018? Uh, yeah. Besides Serena. <laughs> no, Maria. Okay. I think she's going to come back. She's had... See, you know, she was actually who I was thinking for my number one. If I had to pick somebody, yeah. I think... I mean, it, you know... It's, it's potentially her. It's a, little, it's a little odd how we just anoint Queen Serena that she's going to come back and do it all. But outside of playing against Serena, I mean, Sharapova beats everybody else. Right. You know what I mean? I mean, she beat Halep when she was rusty. Right. And still beat her. And not, you know, and not having her drug of choice right. with a myelodrome <laughs> or whatever it's called. Yeah. Um, yeah. So she, she's the, to me, she, that would be the story to follow uh, and to see because she's another stabilizing force. She right. will come in and be the consistent force besides Serena that's going to make it tough for all these other people trying to hold that one spot all this year, she's going to be, hopefully, uh, you know, the one that just is above all them. Well, and I would say, in similar to Federer at all, she's the only player, besides Serena on the women's tour, that doesn't just lose randomly in Grand Slams very right. often. Right. She does it more than Federer at all, but still not very often. Right. right. Whereas Halep could lose to anybody on a bad day, and Kerber, and, you know, these players, right. Wozniacki. Right. But you don't see Sharapova losing to an unseated player you know, very often in a grand slam. And again, it's different than it was four years ago or, you know what I mean? Because yeah. she's been, you know, she's been uh, in and out. And like I said, fits and starts and all that just because her time off. So it's been, we- it was a weird year for her. Right. Um, you know, and, and a different kind of pressure than she's faced before. I mean, before it was just, I have to train and compete and try to beat these, these women, except for Serena. Right. Um, you know, now it's expectations, no expectations, you know, can I, you know, everybody's watching me, half the world hates me, half the tennis world loves me. Um, <laughs> so this won't happen, but who would be your prediction? Sharapova, Serena, first round of the Australian. <laughs> That'd be so awesome. <laughs> oh. That would be a great way to start the year. God, I would, I mean, trying to pick. Because I'm thinking if Sharapova's ever going to beat her, it would have to be then. Uh, yeah, that's. Because there's no way in Australia on the final, Sharapova's winning that. Well, that's my, I, I don't know. I mean, because you get through two weeks of a tournament. She's got confidence. In the heat. Right. And Serena hasn't been trained. And guess what? Her body has changed. We don't even know how. Right. You know, just, you know, women's bodies change after pregnancy. And so um, dealing with the heat and who knows how much she's going to play leading up who knows right um it could it could be tougher for her to it, deeper into the tournament right whereas normally she gets better as the tournament goes on right, exactly that, it might be a different scenario like right. you're saying um I, w- I mean that would be the dream final obviously well and listen i mean is the rest of the women's tour are they kind of like shark circling you know they're going to go in for the kill now because right. they're not afraid of her right now yeah uh because before they were the minnows and she was a shark. You know, not that sharks eat minnows, I guess, but I don't really know. But I think they do. Yeah, why not? I would say that she will be until they see her 
And if she dominates first round or second round, they're going to be like, okay, great. She's, she's the same she, as she she's was. She's back, right. Son of a... That first opponent or two might be excited to play her and think, oh, I got a chance now. You know, she's just coming back. Well, and again, we have a group of women in the top 10 who have benefited greatly from Serena and, quite frankly, from Sharapova not being here. Right. All right? Um, so with that being said... And I'm not putting I'm not putting Sharapova in that group now because again she has played. Yeah. Um. Out of that group, so we're talking about Muguruza, you know the Waz, and Muguruza's had success against against Serena. Yeah, she has. Um. Venus, don't forget about Venus yeah. again. Who knows though? Is so unpredictable with her uh, condition and all that. But again, she. I think this it. is going to be a down year for her. She's. Had to put so much effort into this year and gone so deep in so many tournaments. Right. She's got to have a letdown. So Coco, you know, Kanta, Ostapenko, yeah. French Open. And a lot of those are young up and coming players. Right. How how many of those girls' dreams <laughs> are going to be crushed right. when Serena and Sharapova are back full force and they're going to get exposed for not being really at that level? Right. And completely taking advantage of the two big dogs being out. Right. Um, I mean, obviously Venus is a champion and has been a champion. And so provided her health holds, she ain't worried about, you know, nobody, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, well, I think that's the story on both tours for 2018 is when the big players come back, how do these other players hold up? Right. Um, and obviously most of them just for the averages, the law of averages are going to not hold up very well. I don't think. Yeah. I mean, so the interesting story is which ones will, you know, stay in that range. So what we're asking won't. is who's real deal and who's right. not. And I think Muguruza is a real deal. Yeah. I think Wozniacki is a real deal because she's proven she can maintain at a, I'm not saying she's going to win grand slams yeah. over these two, but she's not going to be, you know, bounced out, you know, out of the top 20. Right. Because they're losing in the second round, you know what I mean? Or, or whatever. So, um, so I think Muguruza, Wozniacki, Venus, obviously just, well, again, I, I say, obviously, from what she has been, because again, it's so unpredictable with the Shogun situation. Um, what about Hala? Yeah, I mean, it's you like to think that she would have built some confidence this year with as well as she did. You know what I think is going to help her? <laughs> that no one is going to expect her to beat those right. two players, right? And so now, what she doesn't do well is handle pressure, right? And now she's got less pressure. She can sort of say, "Well, of course, I'm number one," but two players that are you know, loads better than me right. are coming back full force. So, of course, I'm really the third best player in the world. Yeah. So just because I have this number one ranking, big deal, I'm still... And so she could kind of play maybe the most under-the-radar number one, <laughs> you know, ever. Yeah, because everybody's going to be talking about, like you said, Maria, Serena coming back, even Vina. I mean, she's not going to be the focal point of the tournament like she would be if they were out. Right. Uh, Ostapenko, gone. <laughs> you don't think she, this I is her year? I don't. Not at all. Not at all. Unless she learns to play a little smarter. Yeah, stop I mean the, playing like a boy. Please. The one thing Boys about her done. that I did like is that she won a lot of three set matches. So she's got the determination. It's just, uh, does she have the consistency from match to match? How about Garcia, Caroline Garcia? She had an amazing end to the year. Yeah. So I mean, is Conta going to be able to recover? <laughs> I never saw the potential in Kanta. I think she's just kind of always going to be in that 10 to 20 range. Right. Here's the ones that matter to me. Coco, 
Yeah, unfortunately, I don't. I think she's overperforming too. I think Sloan overperformed, and I'm I'm done. I mean, after the finish of her year, how can you trust what she's going to be? Right. Um, I think all four of those ladies. I think they might go the whole year without making a semi. Any of the four. Keys is the most likely of the four to go again. I disagree. I think Coco. You think she has is, a better chance? Is going to start figuring it out. I think she's going to start figuring out that she's got more variety. She can come into the net. She's really comfortable coming into the net. Well, she plays the most doubles of all of them, right? Yep. Yeah. And she's got. I, I mean, I don't know what the you know the numbers are, but yeah, she it does seems play. like it. Yeah, she plays a lot. So she's got power. She's got attitude. Apparently, people don't like her because she's in you know a little bit of a bad sport. <laughs> but guess what? I like it. I, mean, I like that too. If she's on my that. team, I'm not going to let her do it. You know, <laughs> right. if I'm coaching her, right. um, but she's not. She's out there on the tour, so she's doing. She's playing for herself. Well, she's certainly got the pedigree for success. Yeah, her entire family. You know, right. Her uncle is Kiki. Right. And her mom's an Olympian, and yeah. all this other stuff. So I mean, yeah, she's definitely. She's, she's got a you know pretty pretty well known successful coach. So I mean, I, I don't see any reason she can't. I just think her game. I think she's susceptible to those grinder players, you know, like Wozniacki. But you think, Keys, you think Keys is going to have a better chance out of all the American women to be the to, so the, I guess that's the question out of the Americans on the men and women, who who's going to have the best like in the top three Americans right. and how high? I think Coco is going to stay in the top ten. Not counting Serena, obviously. Well, obviously, because you said she's number one, so. right? Uh, so Coco, I think, is going to be the next highest ranked American behind Serena. Okay, and, and I think she'll still be in the top ten by the end of next year. I would say Keys around you know that seven to ten range, right. and then you know Coco in the ten to fifteen range. And I don't see Sloan as a top twenty player, which is sad to say as a Grand Slam winner. But yeah, I just don't see her results. Well, look what happened. At, I mean, how can you argue with what happened after the U.S. Open? I mean, yeah. it's just a, a disaster, <laughs> an absolute disaster. I think the Fed Cup regardless of the level or the ranking of the women from Belarus that Coco played, I think she's going to get a lot of confidence from that. Just, you know, yeah. being able to get all three points right. for, for America. Well, and it's just so hard to sustain, for the big hitters to sustain something for a, for the entire tournament. That's right. What, that's that, what I think is interesting. But when I say figure it out, that's what I mean. Yeah. I mean, she's going to temper, maybe figure, learn that you don't need to hit 100%. You can right. hit 80%. Temper her game, maybe develop some net play patterns because girls don't see that. Women no. don't see that much. All right. What about the men's? Well, I got one question I want to ask you. Will Roger Federer ever play another clay court match? Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> that's a question. Because I don't understand why he would. If he didn't in 2017, why would you turn around and do it in 2018? Because he came off a layoff and then played. So he was just resting for this year. He was resting this year. So if he lost early in Australia, Hmm. maybe that's a reason he could play at the French. Hmm. That's a really interesting question. Uh, I wonder if it would have to do with uh, Nadal being in it. I was wondering that too. If Nadal didn't play the French, does he feel like, oh, maybe I should step in there? Yeah, I will say that if Nadal can't last through the clay court season because of injury or whatever, then I think he'll play. If Nadal's playing, then I could see him certainly not playing. Right. I just don't see a... Do you ever see a circumstance where he can beat Nadal on clay? Oh, yeah. Oh, so yeah. So yeah, because... With that being said, why does he no, not no, no. play? It, it, well, it depends on his form, and you yeah. never know, but I think that's when it... I mean, he pulled out of this year in tournament. So, I mean, Nadal... Nadal's going to start dealing with... You know, some well, he's low pressure with. in the tires. Right. I think, you yeah. know, it may not be a full on, 
you know, season-ending injury, I hope not, but certainly nagging stuff that just kind of starts to wear him down and slow him down and slow him down. Um, And so I think if – basically I would say that if Federer kind of sees some weakness, then maybe he will. Yeah, and I think what you said is right. If he goes – I mean, this year he won the Australian, won Andy Wells, won Miami. So he had played so much tennis, it kind of made sense that he didn't play the clay court. Right. But, yeah, if he doesn't have that kind of success this year, maybe he says, you know, I'm pretty fresh. Let me go play one clay court warm-up in the French and just see what happens. I definitely don't like it one bit, though. (laughs) Don't like him skipping? Yeah. No, I think it's terrible for tennis. Yeah. That players could just pick and choose. I mean, then a fine is not going to matter to him. He's not going to care if they fine him for not playing. But I just think it when you have a premier tournament and one of your players decides not to play, right. I wish you'd have just said, I'm injured, I can't. Then yeah, just I would have been, to us. Just I would have been okay with that. Just lie, I got to hang now. <laughs> but, you know, when I see that fatigue or whatever, you know, they say he didn't play because of fatigue or right. rest. You know, I, I don't like that. And that wasn't even that. It was just a player's decision, basically. Right. So, yeah, that that's an interesting, interesting question. All right, so now back to the Americans. So, Jack Sock. You, you got him as number Top, one? No, no, I'm just reading. Oh, okay. So, Jack, well, I guess you can pick anybody, but Jack Sock, Quarry, and Isner in that order. Right. Um, uh, I don't know what the numbers shake out after this tournament, but Sock's at eight right now, Quarry's at 13, Isner's at 17, and, you know, that's pretty much it. Right. That's I mean, Isner so has shown no sad. sign of improvement over the last five years, so I don't see why his ranking would get any better in 2018. Especially with all these players coming back. All right. Stevie Johnson going to get, he's 44 right now. How far is he going to go? He's been in that range for two yeah. years. Tiafo is the one people are talking about the most, the but youngster, I think he's yeah. too far down. Right. I mean, I think you have to pick Sog and Query as top two in whatever order is up for debate. And then after that, well, will could Sock, be Dave Donaldson. Will Sock be top 10 at the end of next year? Top, <laughs> top 20. Oh, top 20, yes. Definitely top 20. Yeah. I agree with you. Top 10? I'm going to say no, Assuming the 10. big four don't quit tennis. Right. That's why I'm not picking, because you put the big four back in the top 10. He's not there right now. Right. So that's why I'm going to say no. Okay. You I, just got too many other guys. I agree with you. I yeah. think he's going to end up outside the top 10, inside the top 20. Right. Which uh, is not terrible, because no, again, you still got those guys that are all older than him. Now, for a country of <laughs> the wealth and riches we have, and yeah. you know, 330 million people, Oh, great job, <laughs> USTA. Well done. Well played. Yeah. But I'm not going to put, I'm not going to blame him for not no, being no, no, the no. one. Yeah. Oh, well, no, of course not. But, but the fact that that's all we have to choose from, I mean, that's their fault. So do you see any American on the tour right now, men, man, that can win a Grand Slam? Oh, God, no. <laughs> doubles, okay. yeah. Jack Sox. There you go. Win a mixed doubles. Yeah. Again. Grand Slam title. Uh, if he can get Martina Hingis out of retirement. Um, so you don't even see Sock with these guys gone as having a chance with these guys gone. No, they're, well, they're, I'm assuming they're all going to be. What I'm saying, no, I mean ever, not just in 2018. I'm oh, saying oh, ever. Oh. I mean, it has to be Sock because it's God, not Isner Aquari. Backhand is so unreliable. <laughs> Unless you think Tiafo is going to be that good. I don't know. I mean, I, I think Tiafo has got a lot of upside, but. Don't we say that about whoever the youngest American is? Right. I mean, you can't. Yeah, every it's year. hard to say that again, you know, about Donald Young or yeah, Ryan, Ryan Harrison. Harrison was a top 10 player, supposed, you know. to, supposed to be. So, I mean, yeah, exactly. So, um, I try to underhype when I see an American. I have, I always assume they're worse than what they are because <laughs> makes we hear you feel about better. so much. <laughs> it makes you well, feel better. Well, and we just you... hear about them so much. I'm like, they're never going to be as good as you guys act like they're going to be. Right. 
which I get that's what they I mean, that's what they have to do. They have to hype the American players, but yeah. I never believe it. So when an American player actually is good, I'm always kind of shocked. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's that's the depressing part about predictions on the men's side is at least <laughs> on the women's side, at least even not count. I mean, obviously we got Serena. And so that's just a lock that she's going to have a chance to do anything yeah. that we think she can do. Uh, but you even have some other ones coming up. You know, Sloan won a Grand Slam. You know, Coco won Fed Cup basically on her racket. Yeah. Um, you know, Keys is a, you know was obviously Grand Slam uh, had a good you know run uh, and has has had periodic success throughout the year. Um, you know, so yeah, if, if you were ranking the countries, I think women, American women, would have to be one or two. We're close. Uh, so I mean, men. I'd probably five or six countries ahead of us at least. Oh, Jesus, more than that. I mean, you could say Switzerland, Switzerland just because of Federer and Warinka. Yeah, good God Almighty. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's just depressing talking about men. It sucks. It is, but I at least it was better this year than last year. So maybe that's a sign. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess it is when because you, you have a player, right? And you got three top twenty men. So yeah. They're theoretically in the that's, hunt. That's something. That's something. <laughs> it just we can't, like you said, we can't get excited about that based on how we've been in the past. Yeah, that's a little bit far outside of the rankings to hope for a miracle draw. Because right. even even if you're 17 in the world in the current climate with the level difference between the 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 outside of the top 10 and inside of the top five. Well, There's that's only what, so many miracles you can hope for to to get a draw. Well, that's what enough. I'm looking forward to when we come back is how they seed the Australian because you've got all these players that should have protected rankings. So I don't know how that's going to factor in. If Sox number eight in the world, but Djokovic probably has the number is number two or three protected ranking. Right? How are they going to do the seeding? Because maybe Sox if Sox Sox is seeded four or five and Djokovic is seeded twelve. Yeah, who knows what the draws are going to be? Djokovic still going to make a fun. Oh, I know, but Provi- I'm just saying, well, provided he gets a good, you know, pre-tournament yeah. run, you know, in the. But I'm the, saying because of that, Sock may not play a top four player until the semis, right? And still losing the semis. <laughs> God bless America. Well, that's the problem. You do have to make it there. All right. So the last prediction, the main prediction that matters. Yes. <laughs> is this is uh, is this podcast going to be simulcast on ESPN two <laughs> at some point next year? I thought you said, "Well, this podcast lasts to the end of 2018." I thought that was going to be the question. Aha. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, well, that's really up to us. Nobody's it, stopping right. us. That's so true. That's really your choice to make, sir. <laughs> I'll be in my damn basement by that's myself right. if I have to. It should be on ESPN by next year. I will get one of those old cassette recorders. <laughs> You know that you, that has a handle at the yeah. top. You set it down and hit the play button, right? And I record this podcast by myself, and I walk around listening to it <laughs> on one of those. I don't care. This podcast will endure. <laughs> I thought you were going to say you're going to record ESPN on a VHS tape and then play your voice oh, next to somebody else's. Now we got a chance just to make my prediction correct. Yeah, you and Skip Bayless are debating oh, back and forth, God. or he's not even on ESPN anymore. No, it shows you not. what I know. Thank God he's not. <laughs> All right, well, all right. that is the end of a year. That is. And uh, we have the off-season to look forward to. Your nuptials. That's right. Uh, she obviously doesn't listen to the podcast because she's still <laughs> going to marry you, so yes. clearly. We're um, going to race back from the honeymoon for the next episode. There we go. Um, you should have gone to the Australian Open for your honeymoon, you jackass. $22,000.
for a trip to the Australian Open. Good lord. I looked into it. I'm for like one person or two of you. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, I was gonna leave her here. Just yeah. go by myself. I would have to. So twenty God. yeah, twenty two thousand dollars for a ten day trip to the Australian. Can you stow away on a boat or something? Yeah, I mean, Did they used to do that in the thirties or something? We can sit in one seat on the plane. I mean that'll Oh my God. That'll save us a little bit. Yeah, I was pretty surprised. I that's, thought maybe twelve, fifteen. That's insane. So twenty two thousand. Pack a lunch. Did you think about that? Can you <laughs> save some money packing a lunch? Yeah, uh, probably not. Well, could, you know why it's so expensive? Because all the all they eat over there, but another shrimp on the <laughs> shrimp is expensive. Vegemite, that too. Uh, yeah. Um, so I will not be at the Australian Open this year unless we get a remote uh, broadcast from there. Damn it! All right, so much for that idea then. But yeah, uh, yeah so you'll be back. You'll be a married man. That's right. And better for it. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> <laughs> you got nowhere to go but up. That's right. Um. Yeah, so we'll be back. Uh, you know, who knows? We'll we'll kind of look at the schedule and see what tournaments in. You know, if, right. if if the first Australian Open Series tournament doesn't have Serena or Sharapova, I don't care. I'm not coming <laughs> back. I'm not yeah. record. I'm not talking about some dumb tournament. At, um, at the latest, we'll be back a week before the Australian. At least, yeah, at least. But here's what I would suggest you do. First of all, spend the entire holiday season. You got nothing to do. Right. You got nothing to do. Tell your family. I got a phone call. Go into the other room, download <laughs> previous podcasts right. that you haven't listened to, and uh, listen, it'll be tough sledding. I admit it. Listening, But you'll find out how dumb we were when all our predictions were, yeah. were wrong. Uh, but yeah, check out the old episodes. Um, listen to us on your trips out of town in the car. Make your kids listen to us. Yes. Brainwash them early. Uh, but outside of that, continue to do what we ask you to do every week. And that's get on your social media and share it and do all that stuff because y'all know how to do it better than I do. And uh, spread the word and make sure you subscribe. If you're listening to this podcast, for the love of God, just subscribe. <laughs> you never have to download. It does it automatically. That's right. It's amazing. Technology is wonderful. Yes, and you all, we all have iPhones. I know what you guys are using. Or Androids, it works. Yeah, we got everything now because we got the old Stitcher. <laughs> what else? Tune in. SoundCloud, possibly, we always I'm say. I'm not sure about SoundCloud. Yeah. I think it's on there, but I don't know how it got on there. Yeah. I'm Somebody not else sure. has hijacked our podcast. Maybe. Making money off it. Uh, definitely on the old iTunes, of course. Um, I don't know. So, Outcast? No, that's a That's, <laughs> that's a, a rapper. Uh, something along those lines. Yeah. Stitcher is definitely one that I hear other podcasts talk about that are cool. Uh, SoundCloud, um, Stitcher overcast there that's the one not just the weather there people uh it's on overcast so it's on a million different things um and uh yeah so spread the word find you know if you got an android there's plenty of places to find it if you got an i i uh actually you know what a lot of people listen to it on their laptop yeah or on their tablet mac os 10x whatever yeah it tells you what it's weird but like that board at the office that you gotta <laughs> listen to this podcast good god almighty you need to find a new job uh, but yeah, spread the word. Uh, we are growing, um, and uh, I'd, I'd love to see that growth maintained at least through the off season here um, by downloading a lot of the archive stuff. And again, like I said, just subscribe. You can also rate and review us. Apparently, that's a good Uh-oh. thing. Rate and review <laughs> us. Oh, listen, listen. If you're going to rate and review us, good. Do it. If right. you're not, come on, man. Don't be an animal. Just, just save <laughs> just it. Just email us and we'll yeah. address your concerns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there, there you go. You're sitting around with the family, bored out of your mind. <laughs> Jump on the old tennisrevolutionpodcast.com. Yeah. You submit a thought or a question about Corey's backstory, <laughs> like he's an X-Men, his origin story. Yes. I created him in a lab. Yeah. 
It didn't go well, obviously. As you can <laughs> I, was gonna, yeah, I was going to jump <laughs> no, in there. You didn't let me. No superpowers whatsoever. <laughs> um, testing a lot of mutations. Oh, and, something. <laughs> his backhand. I don't know what happened. We, we lost his backhand in right. the transfer. Yes. Uh, but yeah, so we appreciate you listening this year. Have a great holiday season. Have a great new year. And, uh, and we're going to see you in 2018. Corey, anything else? That's it. That's it? Come on, man. Sorry. Happy New Year. No. Nothing. Happy Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year. All Lanza. right. So in the offseason, keep the revolution going. And when we come back, join the revolution. Bye, guys. Happy holidays, Maria. Happy holidays, Maria.